1: Live. Hey guys, it's out of darkness into the light, and I've been here for nearly five hours. Uh, we had a pretty good show uh, talking with Jeff down in Arkansas, and uh, Joel wanted me to o- reopen the room, and uh, so I did that, and uh, here we
0: are. Yeah, so I wanted to um, get your thoughts about the you're saying they're trying to end engineer revolution to further control. And it seems to my mind that, I mean, oh, I just kicked my speaker. Um, you know, it uh, seems like, you know, the greater uh, populace, are kind of in the aggregate, you know, wants uh, some form of a, or wants less control. They just want to be left to their lives, you know. So why would they kind of, uh, you know, people are so dumbed down, why would they even the idea of a revolution. Um, when well, they already have it under so much control, anyways. You know. Uh, um,
1: I, I think because um, it's going to be a lose-lose situation, and it's advantageous for them to actually participate in our own destruction, right. uh, rather than just sit in front of a television set. In this particular instance, it's going to benefit them if we have, you know, get out in the streets, do what Alex Jones will tell us to do. You know, the Pied Piper. Right. It will be uh, to their advantage if we actually get out there and try to do something about it. We'll fall right into their hands. That's, that's, that's why. Okay. Problem, reaction, solution. The people right now are crying out. I mean, do you see any solutions for the long-term uh, state of America in Hillary or Trump?
0: Uh, what no, a that's, that's a total joke.
1: So, see, the people, they already know they have no hope. And you're hearing people now, I'm saying, I don't want either one of them. And now these two, quote-unquote, candidates are deliberately designed to create dissatisfaction and hopelessness.
0: No, yeah, I think it's definitely engineered like brave.
1: You see, bef- before, they, they wanted us to put these, our hope in the candidates. I actually think it's gotten to the level right now. They don't even care anymore. They're telling you there is no hope in politics. I'm not sure if that's true for most people, though. These are the people that are thinking a little bit. They want us to realize, though.
0: Okay, and you said that's what I, I just—I forgot my other question. Uh, you brought up the flat Earth PSYOP. so you're saying you're you're of the mind that it was um, this was all brought out maybe to get ahead of it or to control the opposition, as it were. Uh, and do you think that um, you know? That, well, I'm sure that there are agents um, in the whole uh, scene, um, but you think that it was uh, you know originally brought out by agents, um, or that it was it was kind of just. Uh, surfaced, and then they kind of saw that and tried to control it or what? Well, it, it's
1: multifaceted. I actually did a podcast where I wanted to detail this. And I, oh, okay. I think I'm going to call it the Flat Earth uh, Psyop. and And uh, I was listening to it the other night. I forgot about it, and it was really good. I don't even remember this rant. This is when Emily, Emily and I talked for like 10 hours, and it was all recorded. Right. And um, I don't even remember that. I don't even remember it. I went on this really good rant. I was going to call it uh, "Out of the Dark um, Talkathon, you know, because it was kind of cool. We went for ten hours, uh, but I don't think I want to call the first part that because it was really good. But it's multifaceted. Um, I've said before, you know, what they're doing. They 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 have a biblical view. They know there's going to be a huge influx of truth. And they can either sit in their hands and do nothing, or they can prep people to reject it uh, and steer them the wrong way and, and delay their awakening. Right. When this opposition. influx of truth comes, yeah. But the Mandela effect—you can do a lot of things for that. It's telling us that we're on the verge of something. If our reality is being altered, you know, physical structures like buildings, people starting notices. Um, I don't think this could go on much
0: longer. Oh, wait, what is it No, what is this? I, I think I heard you say that, that like um, nanotechnology, that they're going in and, and altering the, uh, the words in the Scripture Bible.
1: Well, this is why That's I'm talking really about Revelation because people the desire to know what's going on is going to overcome their prejudice about extra biblical revelation. That's what we call it, extra biblical revelation. People are going to want to know what's going on, and so. We've had intense sessions. Um, We're actually getting attacked, I believe, by witches and technology uh, to prevent us from getting the truth. And we've been told that they did it with, it's being done with magic. Your your Bibles are being altered from a distance to physical text. And I actually suggested nanotechnology because that would make it easier, I think, for most people. Because, see, they have the ability to do it, they can change. The text in your home, from a distance, with nanotechnology, the sentient machine or whatever, uh, sends a little nanobots for a precise little mission. they're able to do this. Yeah, sure so deal with it. deal with. It. So it really comes down to one thing: would God ever allow such a thing. Now see, another uh, benefit of the Mandela effect, if we can realize that God is no longer protecting your Bible, then we need to rethink everything. And this proves that we're in this period of judgment. Where God is allowing us to be harassed, just like the people when they were in Egypt, and I'm saying there's going to be an exodus. That's a greater event than that exodus. And the people were oppressed. And if you actually see this exodus in Ezekiel 34, and it says the people are in captivity. We're in captivity right now. It's a different type of ca- captivity. It's it's not see our in that captivity is primarily their bodies were enslaved. Like you know, our concept of a slave, like a chain around the neck. In this right. captivity, it's primarily our minds that yeah. are enslaved. Even the Christians that are free in Christ, assuming they are, their minds are enslaved by propaganda. And the pastors, too. They, they really haven't figured anything out that's significant at all. Not one thing. What is it? You know? You can't even figure out, you know, the voting scam? My God. <laughs> you know? Your trust the system, believing that God is you know working through pol of course God works through everything, sure, but um, God works through circuses too, so
2: <laughs>
0: yeah uh, prove, I you know I see people's lack of skepticism when it comes to any kind of official uh rhetoric about anything um it's just they just don't have any questions for anything. It's really kind of weird to me. Yeah, you have to, you, you have, to have questions. <laughs> Shit, they, grab that beer. Don't, they don't
2: have Sorry any questions. Yeah, hey, uh, Donald. Son.
1: Sorry, I just dropped my beer. Uh-huh. Yeah. What kind of beer are you drinking? Old English
3: 800. I shouldn't mention it, man. Yes, how'd you know?
1: <laughs>
0: Oldie. You got to be kidding That's me. I beer. guessed it.
1: I remote viewed your beer, man. Remote viewing is real. Hey, it is real. Remote viewing stuff. You're not drinking. You're not. You're not drinking Steel Reserve, huh?
3: Butthead, I do drink Steel Reserve.
1: Let me tell you something. There's something magical in Steel Reserve from the Illuminati. Uh, to give you that special little ghetto high that no other beer can emulate. It's a special poison. It's a secret. We don't know what it is. But there's something in there. If you drink Steel Reserve, I, I've researched Steel Reserve, and they're putting something, it's a drug or something. It has this unique little euphoria. And people who drink it, they, they're aware of that.
3: I noticed it earlier today, actually. It, it, it differs from that of the old E.
1: I actually was just reading about Old English, and uh, they were saying something really nasty about that. I can't remember what it was. I forgot, but it was really, it was really nasty, man. <laughs> they were talking about the, the 10 worst get, ghetto beers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Dave was reading
1: really, really ghetto beer. See, I, I believe that the Illuminati creates ghetto-built beer... <laughs> I've been talking too long. Beer to uh, kill people... To accelerate slow kill. It's for the street people. But it's for a diabolical purpose. It gives you the high, but what else is going on inside your body? You don't know. Things so are happening What do you recommend I should switch to if I
3: want to keep drinking?
1: I recommend that you uh, buy some cheap rot gut, a 3% hydrogen peroxide, which is really cheap, Pour some of that in there, and then uh, either – it's hard to shake beer, but um, once you – I would pour it like in a a uh, 32-ounce glass and then shake it like 33 times without without making it foam over. It it brings some uh, etheric life into it, believe it or not. You don't have to shake it. This is a way to neither stir it uh, nor shake it that change the energetic structure. And if you you put even cheap hydrogen peroxide in there, it reduces the toxicity to some degree. But you're going to have to pour a significant amount of it in there, not too much. Dude, I will never drink hydrogen peroxide ever in my life. Well, actually, if you you do that, it it detoxifies things,
3: believe it or not. I have rinsed my mouth with it, and it does detox your mouth. But I cannot imagine drinking it it made me want to puke when i when i tried well,
1: it, it it actually it actual it actually reduces the chemical toxicity it it's actually worth doing
3: excellent can we talk about brexit did we did i miss you guys finishing up that that conversation of how how there the you know there's a civil war brewing and and i really feel like there is an agenda to to cause a civil war in this country you know Uh, judging from all of the uh, propaganda, and also just just, you can just see, you know.
1: There's there's, There's going to be a war that's a compendium of a number of wars. We can see that there's going to be a race war. There's going to be a war between Christians and the homosexual movement. We're seeing this right now. Most people are not picking up on that because they don't know what the war is about. It's actually about Christianity. It's persecution of Christians. They're taking our rights away. Well, assuming, okay. I, I say they're temporary privileges, not actual. I don't say... See, see, we're slaves, and I don't believe we have any rights. So we do have temporal privileges, but they're going to take those away. You're not going to be able to speak against homosexuality anymore. You can't do it in Canada. Behind the pulpit, they already took it away. Really? They can put you in prison. Yeah, there are people in prison that have spoken against homosexuality. See, these... um. 501 uh, 3C churches, they're government-owned. They just right. haven't brought the hammer down. Everything in writing is that you can only say what we allow you to say. See, they, 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 they hooked with everybody, and they used money. And these pastors in the early 1960s, they went along with this because it was the big sell. It looks good. You know what I mean? You, know, you get a tax write-off. That's how they, they snuckered you. You say, looks good. You know? So they bought it. And most pastors will do what other pastors do. Just like hurt mentality, they, they always begin with the assumption, remember we talked about faulty um, you know, premises, that God is with us, we have the stamp of God's approval, and we're marching on in victory. None of this is true whatsoever. You don't have God's approval. You don't have God's favor. Uh, God is, um, he has a curse over your head, and he doesn't approve what you do. And um, you need to feed the poor and stop building these church buildings. God wants the, four, the poor to be fed. Stop trying to build a bigger church and putting all these burdens on people in the congregation. That You've got to have all the false guilt. You know, did you tithe? Did you obey the law of Moses categorically? You know, you've got you to obey the law of Moses. Well, we don't have to obey the law of Moses over here, but we need to do it here so we can get the money coming in, in the coffers. Did you think about having sex with that
3: woman? because <laughs> if you did you need to stop it
1: i think it's funny how uh they always talk about Mon- monica Lewinsky and uh and bill clinton as if that was some kind of um i mean all the illuminati are going to orgies almost every single night and um they're all doing this and then when it, they have this absurd story that comes out well he was having uh you know fellatio show and we're supposed to get – this is the big story. We're all supposed to get whipped up. This is completely absurd. These people are committing criminal acts day after day after. They're all blackmailed. Every once in a while, they will isolate somebody like you know Bill Crosby and say, look what he was doing. Of course he's – okay? The real question is, why did they um, expose him? Because, see, before that, they protected him, and they're still protecting everybody else. So why did they let him get out there and play the fool? Well, we don't know. But they could be punishing him or they just sacrifice one of their own in order to create fear in the other. You know, you better be obedient. This could happen to you next. You know the Russian roulette type thing? Keep your mouth shut. It could be you next. You see, they create fear, fear, fear in the cult. Satan is right, they driven were... by fear. Not, not hate. It's <laughs> driven by fear. Fear. Everybody fears Satan.
2: <laughs> it's a, re- it's well, a I'm respectful just say, fear.
1: Chris Rock.
3: Chris Rock, you know, he was a... Uh, Demonized by, the, like Oprah Winfrey and and some of those you know heavyweights in the in the uh, black entertainment community, for lack of a better uh, term. So and 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 uh, you know there's this whole thing about him returning the return of Chris Rock, you know uh, Chris Rock. Uh, is it Chris Rock or was it no uh, not Chris Rock? Dave Chappelle, my bad. Whoa, oh. no, way out there. But yeah, it was uh, Dave Chappelle, and because uh, he was starting to, t- you know, he was doing all kinds of racist jokes, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he was putting black people, you, you know, he was joking about about absurdities re- and black jokes and stuff. He was really putting his own race down, and uh, Oprah Winfrey and all those these people, his own his own people were, his own ethnicity was was like. Uh, was hating him so bad, like they just really just wanted to, you know, destroy him. You know, and so I believe that mm-hmm. that was he was he was doing something that was taboo. You know, it's not for him to destroy. Uh, that's that's Satan's job. You know, uh, and 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 certainly he he may maybe he didn't uh, meet the uh, the standard. You know that that they had for, for, for you know worshiping the devil in, in any way. Shape or form, and so therefore he he's restricted from from being so free, you know, as as other people like you know might might get away with it for a while, you know, or maybe Chris, uh, maybe the guy, uh, not Chris, but uh, Dave, uh, you know, was it, uh, in, involved in something that uh, that we all don't know about, and uh, and just you know he did get blackballed from the industry for quite a while. I believe he still is.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, I hate to say it, but all these prominent uh, uh, black uh, Afro-Americans that are out there, uh, I think everyone, every single one of them, just setting the, the sports community aside, which is a lot of people, and it includes them too. I think every single one of them is, a, is a, a Illuminati operative. They don't allow these people to rise that high unless they're one of them. And the PSYOP is directed at the black people. And a lot of them are figuring this stuff out. They don't trust these people. They don't trust Jesse Jackson. They don't trust Reverend Al Sharpton. They're actually smarter than the whiteys. You see, you know why? Because black people are more conspiratorial and more suspicious because they already know the whiteys got one up on them. The whiteies haven't figured out that, that, that the elites have one up on them. They haven't figured this out yet, but the black people know something's there. So they're, they're more suspicious. So they figured things they figured things out before the white people. <clears throat>
0: So, Dave, you think this whole Brexit thing is part of the uh, um, engineered uh, revolution? Uh, Say it again. You think the Brexit thing is part of the engineered revolution because, you know, there's a – I was talking to my friend over today and I was saying there's no way that they're going to let um, Britain exit um, because, you know, we all know that there's a – if they really want something, you know, if it's something like succession from a, you know, kind of super state – um is such a big deal that there, there's going to be some kind of voter fraud. They're not going to really, you know, they're going to tamper with the uh numbers. So are you uh, of the mind that this whole Britain thing is part of the uh engineering? You know, I haven't I haven't heard about this thing.
1: But it's it's always the same in a system of control like what they're doing with Trump, they're making it look like there's, there's possibilities here. There's something here. We've got potential here. There's something to get excited about. There's some hope, something to put your hope in here, but it's always one false hope after another.
0: Well, you haven't heard about the Bre- Brexit at all?
1: No. 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 Let them know. Fill them
3: in on what's going on. Is this yeah, just happened.
0: They, they voted to leave the European Union. I was, I was like totally surprised. Like it's, been uh, I don't know when they decided to make a vote about it uh, a couple weeks ago or months ago, but uh, it's it happened today and they just uh, the numbers just came in about an hour or two ago I think. Okay, and, yeah, uh, I
1: didn't I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they left the European Union, so this is kind of a big deal. And you're hmm. saying that they're trying to engineer a revolution? It seems like well, that could be acceptable. Uh, I
3: threw the idea out there that 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 Brexit was a part of a bigger agenda to to install a civil war, uh, you know, to start it up here, or at least not start it, but to try and, you know, inspire more people to to act seditious, you know, uh, with regard to the covenant for, for protection from the federal yeah, government. That's
0: when it, the call shut out, I think. I didn't hear all that. Well, I would imagine this has
1: something to do with the fact which is a covert fact that Great Britain is the greatest hit country in the history of the world, apart from Israel, you know. This is from a, I guess, from a non-Christian perspective. But um, they're telling you this when they refer to it as great, and then the queen that rules over it, if you say the word queen without qualifying who you mean, everybody knows who the queen is. And she's actually the representative of a goddess. They did the same thing uh, on, you know, on Earth. They did the same thing with Queen Elizabeth. She was a deliberate type of a celestial being. They do this kind of weird stuff. Uh, but they're telling you that Great Britain is superior. They don't even bother to tell you when the British Empire came to an end because it didn't. They're still ruling everything.
2: Right. Uh, but they're in
1: submission to the Vatican, in my opinion. There's a religious theocracy that, that governs well, everything. Well, okay,
3: you're right, and that and that that is because Bill Cooper mentions in one of his videos, and I did some research in the judicial process that even talked about it. How how at one point Rome and the Vatican were, you know, like the the king of England, the king of Rome, you know, became the you know, became the pope. The the church was literally ran out of the the, the, the crown, you know. And so,
2: mm-hmm.
1: how did, how long did that last? Uh, I didn't hear everything what he said. I was.
3: How long did that last? Were you Were you listening? It's noisy here. It's a trash truck yeah. driving by right now too.
1: Yeah, it all, it always is. How How long did what last?
3: Well, how long did the relationship with the church and and Rome, not just the relationship, but the actual like embodiment of of the church into the into the crown. Like there was like the time, at some point there was there was a time when there was a merging, right, with the Crown and the Vatican where Catholic Church and Rome were merged through their the king, right? He became the Pope. The king of of yeah. England, uh, of Rome was the Pope.
1: I, I don't I don't think we can know because um I, I think I think you're talking about the Holy Roman Empire and just like the Byzantine Empire yeah. There's so much uh, unreliable information about that that I don't think we can know.
3: Well, they teach in in, in uh, the judicial process that that you know um, Henry the you know what was it the Norman invasion right in 1066 blah blah blah.
1: Now, right the there, you can tell that. Right there, or you can tell that's a false state. They said they said the Romans invaved, invaded invaded uh, Judah in 66 A.D. They're lying to you, and the reason we know that is because they have what's called the Second Jewish Revolt in 132 A.D. This is when the um, the Jews were expelled from their homeland. Well, add 66 to 66, and what do you have? 132 A.D. And of course, those are multiples of 33. They tell us that Jerusalem is on the 33rd degree parallel. They lie to you about that, but they're trying to – they have a killing of the king ritual. They're trying to say that Jesus was crucified on the 33rd degree parallel. And they also try to tell you that Jerusalem was on the 33rd degree parallel. That, that's false, too, because it was farther north. But uh, all this stuff is based on um, a heliocentric – excuse me, a spherical earth, you know, the latitudes – so it's pretty weird what they do with all that stuff. They, they do all these rituals based on a false 33rd degree parallel. The same thing with the, the kind of stuff that um, Richard Hoagland talks about. He's always going on about the 19.5 degree parallel. That's fake too. But that doesn't mean that they don't do these things. But they're doing it upon a, the mathematics. The mathematics is fake. It's crazy, man.
2: Interesting.
3: I don't just to answer uh, real quick. I don't think that the, the it will have a very big impact here on the civil war, starting a civil war here in this country, Brexit, because people in this country don't. I don't really feel like enough people know what's going on for that for it to make a huge enough impact.
1: What story is that specifically?
3: we talking about the exit of Britain from the EU. Oh, okay. And I was saying basically that I don't think that that's going to be enough to incite civil war in this country or even, even secession by any of the states. You know, just because we've been a federalist. Well, you brought up a good point, though, that, that America is still controlled by, by, the, by Britain. And uh, so you, who knows what's going on, to be honest with you. But I think it's best for everyone to use their intellect because that's really what it comes down to is they're trying to get you to not use it, and that's the big, that's the big lie right there is that somehow we have to give our power over to, uh, you know, to something, something or someone else.
1: I think the only thing that will make Americans up and take them out of their 24-7 manufactured trance is when they start to shut down their pocketbook. That's when they'll wake up, and they're going to do that. God's going to do it, in my opinion. So, And the reason the Mandela effect is important, if you can get to the point where you believe that God is doing this, instead of just the Illuminati, he's doing it through the Illuminati, then this is important because this is the first real evidence we have that God is trying to wake his own people up. There, your Bible's not anymore. You think I might wake you up now?
2: And uh, we
1: need to move from the Bible back to God. And have a God-centered religion and not a... See, it sounds strange when you say, uh, we we don't want a Bible-centered religion. We want a God-centered religion. Christians think that our religion needs to be centered on the Bible. What if they take the Bible away? Then where's your religion going to be?
2: Huh? (laughs) That's a good point.
1: So God is allowing them to do these things and um, Christians are in denial right now. They just assume it's not happening. They're going to be have egg on their faces. It already happened. Go look. This is like the artificial night sky. Go look at your Bible. It's been changed. How do they do that? Do they, you think they snuck into your home and did that? How, how do you think that's working? You know, this is really going to shake people up. And so the Illuminati is delaying people realizing this because they're not talking about the major media. That's why I. I I pointed out that George Norris said last night he there's a good chance he's gonna do a show on a Mandela effect. He said, You know, I heard this, you know. Now I think these shows are planned for him. And I I don't think he's a Illuminati operative. I think they just use him, you know. I think Art Bell was. It, it's obvious to me that um there's someone behind in the background that plans the shows, you know. And, uh, you know, this is why Alex Jones, the last time I checked, he's not talked about the Mandela effect. But the nightly news is not going to talk about it, and you're not going to see anything about it uh, on TV for a while uh, until they, they think it's needful to, to say something instead of nothing. So they don't, they don't want most people to wake up right now, you know. And I just want to warn people, there's all kinds of um, – you know, fake Mandela effects. They're, they're always going to insert that in there because people are looking people are looking for a reason <laughs> to, to, to people are looking for a reason to reject.
2: Sorry. You got a lot of background Sorry. noise. Yeah, let me read
1: They're looking for a reason to reject it. Nobody wants to believe this. I don't want to believe it. And so they're putting out their false examples. Like let's take an example, okay? Uh there's people that are saying that New New Zealand used to be one landmass and it changed into a northern and a southern island. Now, I wasn't sure about this. So I talked to Frank and he says, I've been there. It's always been one island. You know what I mean? And I started thinking about it before I talked to Frank. I said, how the heck could they do this? Because, um, you know, imagine there's no Panama Canal and you wake up one day and there is a canal. And you got people who live right there. You think they're not going to notice this? You can't pull something like that off. And uh, they are changing the maps, though. There's no question. They've done some things with New Zealand in proximity to Tasmania and uh, Australia. You know, they're moving things around, making them larger. And uh, and then I think some of that is fake as well. But they're putting a fakery out there. Uh, to sink people who want to believe that it's not true and and take them out in the short term. These people are going to realize later it was true. If you're looking for a reason to reject the Mandela effect, they're going to give you a reason. And you will go off and just check out for a year or two and realize that you got psyoped. This is real. And if if our reality is being altered around us, everybody needs to wake up. We need to join together and stop, you know, uh, focusing on whether we believe the Bible or not. We've got a common enemy, Donaldson. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they despise both of us. It's actually a racial bias. Yeah, they I believe agree. That, you know, we're vastly uh, inferior, and they think we're despicable. The, uh, the unwashed profane. You know, that's you and me.
2: Uh, Right, because we're not
1: we're not we
3: we don't keep the light. You know, what light are you talking about? Well, just you know, it's like we're not the keeper of the light. We're not the one in you know in control of the the secrets of the ages for people to be illumined by. And my Uh point earlier on the call. Was to say that it dawned on me years ago, a few years ago, that the goal of the Illuminati is to control the awakening of of people, not to necessarily dumb people down. Even though dumbing down is a result of controlling the awakening, it, it, it only you know what? Actually, it only feels like you're waking up because of all the dumbing down. You know, and it's 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 we let everyone wake up all at once, like you mentioned a second ago, then, you know, then the Illuminati or the elite family has, you know, a big, big problem on their hands.
1: Well, I think what you're saying is true. Uh, They are trying to do that, but they're trying to do both Uh, because see, I believe, and this this sounds new age, that there's going to be an awakening, but it it comes in distinct stages. There'll be one segment of humanity that wakes up and the majority of them will, will be lagging behind And there'll be um, segments of society that that wake up later in distinct stages. But initially, it'll it'll be the minority. But eventually, yeah, everybody's going to wake up. Now, in the Bible, in Isaiah 25, it talks about a great feast. And this has to do with the restoration of Israel. And it says that God will remove the veil over the nations. Now, who put the veil there? Did the devil do it? God did it. The devil was involved. He was involved. God worked through the devil. As Christians don't understand. God's always working through the devil. You know, there are curses out there in the Bible. If you believe the Bible, God puts curses on people and uh, groups of people. Guess who carries out the curses? The devil. See, that's how it works. Real simple. So Obviously, you know, he carries out the punishments. Uh, Whether he wants to or not, he has to take orders. And I hold to the theory that this position that Satan is in is actually a punishment. He has to carry out the evil because he worked evil a long time ago. So this is his punishment. And it's supposed to teach the devil a lesson. Because according to Colossians 1, verses 15 through 19... The devil is no different than anything else that God created. He will eventually be reconciled,
2: too. So,
1: I know Christians don't like that, but uh, they want to start talking about Joseph Smith and babbling about things. They don't understand anything at all on a significant level, really, about um, these distractions the Illuminati create in their propaganda through guilt by association to deliberately sink you. And you're supposed to check out because Joseph Smith said that, so therefore it's not true. Or well, maybe it is true. And the reason Joseph Smith said it is to get you to check out because he was an agent, too, you know. <clears throat> you get really quiet when you don't talk on there. I've never heard that before, Donaldson. <clears throat> Just silence. It sounds better, actually.
3: Well, I'm actually watching somebody who is uh, was being a fucking asshole to me yesterday. Okay. And uh, I was just drinking my beer, so I was thinking about confronting them. And I'm right now. I'm into the call, and I want to smoke a bowl, so I'm not really going to bother with that.
1: Are you uh, smoking sativa or indica? You know, or you don't know? Just street, street smoke.
3: Uh, I believe it's it's a uh, sativa. Okay,
1: yes. Well, it's typically a strain, you know, if if you go to, uh, like, I'm up here in Washington where it's legal now, but uh, it's typically a 70-30 strain of both, you know. They're trying to balance out the other, um, anyway. I mean, smoking indica is supposed to give you, it's supposed to give you couch couch lock, you know what I mean? You can't get up from the couch. That's right. So yeah, the idea they, is you're 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 supposed to smoke that at, at night.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to bed. Yep. Yeah, sativa's more for thinking, and uh, I mean, you know, Bob Marley used to use uh, what was it? uh lamb's bread, something called lamb's bread, which was a sativa, and uh, so yeah, you know, there you have that. He's yeah. a good lyricist, right? I, you know. Yeah, I think. But uh, do you, uh, do you, let me ask you a question. Do you do you smoke at all? Do you smoke cigarettes or weed or any of that? I mean, I'm not. Uh, well, I'm not. Listen, I, I've set, first of
1: all, I, let me. No no, 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 I don't. I've said on the show. Okay. I, I I, uh, I, I, I officially said I haven't smoked marijuana since 1986. So.
3: Okay. Well, let me ask you a question because I know you in the beginning of the call you had you had mentioned a couple things that, that, that brought my eyebrows up, which. Where one of them was that you thought that I might be some sort of some sort of agent. And, no, 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 and no, I,
2: no,
3: I, no. Well, no, least... we have
1: we no. I I we have discussions about most people. If they if we get any suspicions, we have discussions, and we had discussion about you, and, uh, uh, and nobody thought you were an agent. Uh, we concluded that you weren't. <clears throat> well,
3: that's excellent because it's the truth. I'm, I'm definitely not
1: an yeah. agent
3: but i mean if you depending on your definition of agent, you know because I mean I am a pure life, here I am, you know, so I'm an agent for God, I'm an agent of God, if you think about that, like we all are, you know, and we forget that uh but but there's really there's really there's a real like wholesome way of viewing a relationship with quote unquote God if people will just allow it to happen and a lot of times, it's, the, it's our own confines. Ego comes into play because of, like I said before, the limited sense of self. You know, instead of limiting the ideas about ourselves, when we become more expanded with our ability, I think that's going to be the key. That when people start to realize that they, can, they don't have to create um, gaps in their sense of their identity but they can instead of creating gaps and then like filling in those gaps with ideas instead of doing that they can expand the sense of self to include everything you know what i mean you know what i mean cuz like a lot of times we 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 i spe- especially just like have in the past used to you know Im- include things into my sense of who i was and that made me who i was you know like anger or um you know, you know, and music, I'm, I'm supposed to be a famous, you know, singer ever since I was a kid, I could sing and everyone always said, I'm supposed to be great. So therefore I'm supposed to be great, a great singer. And people get, they just, they cling to these ideas of limitation, you know, and even if they are great ideas, you know, um, Uh but eventually you know people will people will I think catch on you know and see that wait I don't have to choose that I can choose this over here I I actually am free there really is freedom and it comes with my ability to choose something you know and, and that's going to be the crucial that's the turn point
1: I I agree with you we do have the power to choose uh at, at some level I I, I said earlier uh, in the previous po- podcast, that did uh, the one right before this, but um, um, it's primarily true that we that we we don't have the ability to choose. We do have freedom, but I don't think it's that significant. There are c- cosmic forces acting upon our will that uh, are prevenient causes that in- have a large influence on our choices, and we can't do anything about it. Because we can't even identify these causes, you know, acting upon us. For instance, let's take an example. We were talking about that. I was Mm -hmm. saying that there's there's this cosmic energy that is streaming down from all the celestial objects. That's going to affect you no matter what. There's not much you can do about it. You know what I mean? I hear you. It's going to impact you,
3: so... And so, do, are, is is there an increase in these cosmic rays that have been happening? I mean, you know, with, with the computer, it's amazing because there's all this stuff that comes out. You know, you hear about uh, Palladians and all these different types of alien beings that want to help America. But let me ask you this: does <laughs> does do we get to uh, do we get to have like special light rays also? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they fluctuate, and there's also dark energy, uh, negative energy, that's streaming down as well from dark celestial objects. These are objects that emit a murky light, and they're identified with dark celestial beings. And there's negativity across the board in creation, in all conceivable categories. So it would be consistent, that you have celestial objects that... Are emitting negativity as well. <clears throat> the primary one would be this esoteric sun, this dark sun, which I believe that you can see occasionally, the naked eye. It's uh, it's uh, reddish brown. <clears throat> if you're sensitive, you can feel the negativity. Same with the dark moon. So that's the best example of that. Another example would be like wormwood in Revelation chapter nine. Whatever wormwood is, you know it's negative. There's nothing positive about it. So, are you still there, Jeff? I'm out walking around. So.
2: No, I know Front. I must be boring you. Let me
3: see. We have, uh, we have. In the chat room, lost reality, guess 13, guess 11, 12. Mostly lost reality with mm-hmm. his dissertation. And uh, the last thing mentioned was um, nuclear weapons do not exist by lost reality, lost radio. Mm.
2: That, that's, just,
1: that's impossible to prove because... Um You have to be able to measure what they have and measure their capabilities. No one can do that. Sounds
3: like a a pretty broad statement.
1: Well, also, uh, nuclear fission is a... Let's assume that it exists. But if it does, on a basic fundamental level, it's a form of alchemy. It has to do with transformation, transmutation, So the the secrets of alchemy have been hoarded away. They're not given to us. So you're not even qualified to make an assessment because you don't know enough about alchemy. nanotechnology is a form of alchemy. It's artificial. But you're taking the, the molecular structure and refabricating it into anything that you want. There's no limitations whatsoever. It's what this is, folks. It's magic. Right. This is what's happening to your Bibles. But I'm saying it's not technology. But um, if it freaks people out that there's celestial beings doing it, then just believe it's nanotechnology. (laughs) Whatever is easier, you know, for you to just just get still going somewhere.
3: See, I think your generation. Lost reality, sorry about that, man. Lost reality, I I think he has a lot of of good, you know, he's with you on what you are um, generally on about. Uh, And right now, I I misquoted him. I believe that his intent with his statements were to um, support (coughs) Um, the, the idea of, sorry about this, guys, I'm just getting back into the chat room, that he was basically supporting the idea that they don't exist in the sense that everything has a nuclear, you know, a nucleus. So therefore, you know, talking about, I guess, talking about nuclear weapons, I mean, everything has a nucleus, right? So when you talk about nuclear weapons, I mean, provably, is that even a word? I mean, provably, this guy is saying that nuclear weapons don't exist. To me that I don't know how to misunderstand that.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, it's like you can't really misunderstand that. He said nuclear weapons don't exist, but they clearly do.
1: Well, the Hoaxbusters and fakeologists, that's the opinion that they hold to. So he's that's Johnny in there. He's he's one of the my cult followers. So He's largely incapable of critical thinking. I think he may have misquoted Dave. Johnny, did you misquote me? You're supposed to follow the cult. No independent thinking. I can quote that from a Jehovah's Witness Watchtower magazine. You can look that quote up. No independent thinking. That's my policy, too. otherwise things start to get complex if you don't follow your cult leader
2: you don't want that kind of thing going on
3: so so he says uh, hey surpass the grass and he's talking to guest 13 you're like my lucky lucky number if if, he says if I was a child sacrificing satanists is cold is cold a girl because I could use some Power Dome.
2: <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was that was hilarious. I'm not sure what he's uh, talking about. I mean, he just said the word Power Dome, and that, that just made it all funny.
1: Uh, well, I have a pyramid hat at home, and there's three different types of them, and one of them is called a Power Dome. Is that what he's talking about? Probably not.
3: I doubt it but he said to read his text so i'm reading a few of them and i'm just it's mostly it's mostly just gibberish you know uh, but it's cool it's cool he said you 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 said he was one of your followers
1: yeah <laughs> i i'm just being funny here you know uh people want to call me a cult leader okay yeah i'm a cult leader let's, let's we'll, we we can make that work <sighs> Who
3: calls you that though? Because I don't. I, is it in the chat room or is it? Do you get um, emails? Do you get
1: phone calls or what? Uh, I first got called the cult leader back in the early nineteen nineties, and uh, I saw this trend emerging, and I eventually concluded that it was demonic, and this is what the demons were going to do in the long term. So then I developed a a persona called Evil Dave and um, we joke about Evil Dave from time to time that would be me
3: Evil Dave like Ugly Ugly Bill I got a friend named Ugly Bill he's not ugly he's a cool dude he's got tattoos lots Mm -hmm. of ladies so I'm sure you're not uh, your, your name right you're not your name yeah it's not my name Okay. But, so but you're not somebody, your name either.
1: So. If somebody wants to call me, you know, the evil cult leader, I just play along with it. We're gonna now we're gonna do conspiracy humor. See, that's why when people throw <laughs> insults at me, when people throw insults at me, I, I, I reply with a psychological operation. It's called humor, and that that neutralizes everything. They don't ha- that way. They don't get to have any fun. They want to have some fun. They want to see me get upset. You know, I already know you want me to get upset, so I'm not gonna get upset.
2: Yeah,
3: it's true. The best way, you know, in the chat rooms, these people, I'm just going to throw this out there because they can try and try, but, you know, all kind of things get thrown around, all kind of statements get thrown around in the chat rooms. And, you know, the best the best comeback that I've managed to wrangle is, "Are is it true, you know, and are you 100% sure, you know, that it's true? And 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 who would you be without the thought? And then do do the turnaround and apply the, that thought to yourself. And it just it just pretty much it works every time. Um, most most of the time, people, they you know they're just outlandish statements. And then when you just when you ask if it's true, there's no there's no evidence there. And it just it just it's funny because it just blows their entire argument out. You know out of the water, especially because, you know, the goal is to get on the internet here and, 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 and try to make someone, you know, try to defame someone where there is no, there's there's really no, no one that's trying to, to survive. So it's almost as if a person has a goal, right? A man or woman has a goal of defaming another person so that they can keep their own idea of themselves alive. Okay. To That's include, interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's like, it's another way of collapsing their ego, but, the, but instead of including someone beautiful, they include someone that they, they look down on, you know, as, and it maybe makes them angry or frustrated because those feelings of frustration remind them of a circumstance that happened in their life, which makes them feel comfortable as a person. So it's difficult to let go of those types of emotions and things.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And they want to spill over into the chat room. Go ahead.
1: Whether they realize it or not, they're they're capitalizing on uh, the basic human tendency to believe in an evil report, whether they're Christian or not. So it's a a form of ad hominem attack, you know. (laughs) Just hurling up insults, maybe some of them will stick. Maybe somebody will believe some of it, and that's good enough for us, you know. Because they can't all yeah. be false. Yeah. So just throw a lot, and uh, people say, what? Some of it has to be true. There must really be an evil Dave.
3: Well, there is There is an evil Dave. Uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm sure that, that, that the contrast has a purpose as well, you know. Someone who must not like you, you know, at somewhere in the world, not everyone can love you can 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 love you, right? I mean
2: yeah.
3: like well actually I don't expect uh, people to love me, man. I just don't expect people to love me and, and you know
1: I love myself
3: and I'm gonna do my best to love others. So uh uh-huh.
1: actually we, we really do have an evil Dave around here. He's the devolutionary entity that I mentioned on a recent show. Uh that's obviously controlled by demons or some dark force or mind control because he's always in the wrong place at at the right time to cause chaos and he could only be doing this if someone is um, externally impacting him unbeknownst to himself the the, the precise timing he shows up out of the blue to cause chaos, you know like when I push the record button so we've actually named him Evil Dave, because so there is an Evil Dave, but it's not me. I'm sorry. I actually uh, I, 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 uh, I, uh, abbreviated his name to E-Dave. A little E and then Dave. E-Dave. That's Evil Dave. But this guy is obviously controlled by something nefarious. There's no question whatsoever. <clears throat> well, with
3: a, with a name like Lost Radio... Lost, what is it? Lost brains.
1: Lost uh, brains radio. He's got a podcast on talk show. It's called Lost Reality Radio. That's why he's called that.
3: Does he really? What's the deal? What is what is the shtick? If you don't mind, is it is it that he thinks that people have lost touch with reality?
1: I I, I asked him uh, on a show one time. Um, why he chose that. He went into some detail. I can't, I can't remember what he said, though. But, uh... Hey, hey, let's
3: address this one issue that I... I just had... <coughs> Sorry.
2: <coughs>
3: shit just dawned on me. I should be asking you, why... Why do you believe that you live inside of your body... And that some someday you're going to leave your body, and and go to another existence. You know, instead of just um, looking around and seeing how when when we die we're gone, and then you know the the whatever we whatever we were just kind of gets absorbed by the greater whole you know, and there's no, there's no personal identification, you know, with the feelings and, and conditions, right? I mean, I can say that with pretty, pretty good certainty, but most, mostly only because when you have a form, then you can have a physical experience, you know, without a form, there's just, you just don't have the same experience. You don't have sight, sound, touch, taste, any of that. Gravity. It just doesn't exist without a body.
1: Well, so, you're, you're assuming, so. you're assuming the, the non-existence of subtle bodies, but you don't have the ability to detect these subtle bodies, whether they exist or not. There could be a more subtle body. We don't need this body this body could be inferior, I believe it is. But uh, what do you think about... Um, That's you know, interesting. Do you, believe, do you believe in the existence of life, life after death?
3: Well, I believe in constant life.
1: I'm talking about as far, as far as you. I mean, do you believe that we die and that everything that has to do with us comes to an end? And we think no. that we die? Oh, okay.
2: No.
3: Because do what, I, don't I don't limit my energy? sense of self... I don't limit my sense of self to this form. <laughs> okay.
1: Do you think that you're a part of a collective mind that lives on?
3: No. Okay. But I think that I think that there is a mind that is universal that has no disconnected part. Everything is whole about that mind, so there's no. Okay. Connection uh, to it.
1: Just officially, are you an agnostic or an atheist?
3: I don't know the definitions too well of that. I think agnostic agnes- agnosticism is what. Just
1: you're 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 skeptical.
3: What is it? Yeah, I don't know what it is. You're not certain. You you're not.
2: Uh, I not don't sure.
3: define it because I just I feel a certain way about life. You know, I've had some certain experiences. Where mm-hmm. there I did do I'll I'll tell you this, I did do some Vedic uh meditation at one point where I was doing some mantras. Uhhuh. And this one this one mantra, um called uh Yata Ya Pinde Tata Brahmande which means apparently it means uh the co- the the individual body is the cosmic body, and so by saying that in Sanskrit and doing the meditation with that knowledge of what it meant, right, um, I literally I literally had an experience of myself uh, as being like this this speck of awareness. In a sea of infinite consciousness, right? <laughs> okay. So, people can say whatever they want, but that—that
1: that was my experience in 2010, April
3: 29th at 8:29 p.m.
1: Well, somewhat surprisingly, I mean, you might think this is surprising to you, but um, there's a common mystical experience uh, down through the centuries. And, uh, you know, whether a person is a Christian or not, because they have Christian mystics, and these people experience, generally what you experience is is the, um, you know, the interconnectedness of everything. Everything Everything's connected. Like nature. Uh, You can also do this by taking drugs. So Christians assume that it must be false, because if you take drugs and... See, drugs can expand your awareness if used properly. You know, I realize it's dangerous to say that. There's not—I don't see anybody using drugs properly to do this. They're getting too loaded. They don't know how to use things <laughs> ritualistically or spiritually. But do you, do you, Tim, do hey, you refer- did you know
3: that Timothy Leary said something very similar to what you just said?
1: Yeah, he could get no, away with Tim, that. No, not
3: Tim, not Tim, not Tim Leary. Uh, uh, his partner, who was his partner, his friend, uh, who you said.
1: You're sure about the guy that died. Yeah, um, yeah. I know mm-hmm.
3: like,
1: the guy that was over in Hawaii.
3: I think so. I think I think you know who I'm talking about. He was really good friends with uh, with with Tim, and uh, I forget his name yeah. right now, but
1: very yeah. popular. I, um, can't think of him right uh, now. But those, uh, I think those guys are both uh, operatives.
2: Okay. Yeah, McKenna, I mean, right? What
1: was his? Yeah, Yeah, it's basically false enlightenment. But, you know, some of the things that they were saying was true, as always, you know.
3: Well, what's enlightenment in your definition?
1: Well, you'd have to have, a, you know, different de- definitions on that based on your perception of reality. We're still trying to figure out if you believe in a God or not. Do you believe that this mind that you're talking about, do you, do you feel comfortable saying this mind is God? Are you a part of God? You,
3: well, let me ask you this. Is God separate from its, cre- from its creation?
1: Yeah, there's 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 two basic uh, categories. Then, the then crater, I cannot.
3: Yeah, no, the answer is no. There's a creator and
1: there's the craters in the creation.
3: Well, see, this is the this is the, to me that seems odd, at least, even though because see, it goes counter to reason. That idea I, of a creator goes counter to reason. It does.
1: Well. I mean, I could go into detail about that. I, I don't think that that sure. is reasonable. Um, if you have, uh, if you have, you have information, right? I Every, have information, information is all, or I inf- am
3: information. I think we oh, all you, are information. We're made yeah, well, up you, of information.
1: Yeah, you have information. It's all around us, you know, data. Then you have a hierarchy of information. Okay. In other words, some information is more lofty than others. Some of it is just trivial. And then we, then we acknowledge the existence of mind. A mind. We believe in minds, right? And we also believe in first and secondary causes. So there's a causative effect. So if we walk backwards and we believe in the existence of mind, we ask Ourself, one simple question: Was there a plan? Okay, if you can acknowledge it as a plan, there has to be a mind. There's at the top of a hierarchy of minds that is behind this information.
3: I I agree. Now, yes. So, so the answer is yes. I do believe in the God that you just mentioned.
1: I think maybe you have a problem with the word uh, God. How about a supreme mind?
3: That's probably better. That's probably a better way of describing my, 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 uh, my vision. But uh, I'm not going to be, be I, so specific as to claim that I even know because I myself have this form. There's everything outside my body to contend with and, and there's much more going on that I haven't paid attention to. So it's hard to say.
1: Okay. Um, if you were to, uh, uh, arrive at the conclusion that there uh, is no soul or no afterlife, do you think that we would do that through science? That are you arrive at That conclusion. You're going to rely on science.
3: <laughs> I don't think that science will ever, uh, I appreciate the question, but, uh, no, science is okay. not going to be able to, to discover whether there will be an afterlife? Because there's already evidence of afterlife. When I'm gone, you will be here, or someone else will still be here.
1: Well, I think you can discover it, but it can't disprove it, because I said before that they, the soul has weight. It has physical weight. It doesn't weigh very much, but you can weigh people before they die, and they lose a little bit of weight. So there's something is leaving them. Oh, How you I know where that weight coming it? from. How do you explain it?
3: Um, I heard that when, when you die, right, all of your, all the muscles in your body relax. Okay. Luminous one, Uh Luminous Arcana, (laughs) they, they relax and, and you take a dump and, and you lose like whatever, like what is it? A pound and a half or a half a pound or something? I don't know. You know, you lose a little weight
1: there. Of moisture?
3: Moisture and, feast, yeah, like body, body
1: Yeah, but the, matter. I'm not, I'm not ta- I'm not talking about instantaneous. I'm not talking about gradually.
3: Well, I, no, I thought that was actually supposed to be a pretty instant thing when the body just releases. Whatever you're holding in your, you know, uh, in your, uh, in your rectum, I guess.
1: We'll no, no, I'm not of, talking like, about that. Come
3: no, out. Before, and you're no, just going to take no. a shit, man, you know?
1: No, this is before. No, this is before that happens. This is this is before. This is immediately after the person dies, but before they okay. um, they defecate.
3: Okay, thank you.
2: Um, hmm.
3: I have not. So you're saying science has measured this because that well, would I be interesting.
1: That, that's science. So I mean, science can detect that. But um, the problem is, is that the um, the tools of science cannot contact the spiritual realm. That's, that's my belief.
3: Okay, now I beg to differ because the human beings are and all of life in general is intrinsically connected all physical matter is connected to, to spirit. You, it's like it's like a mirror, you know, you know, like a checkerboard,
1: you okay, know, black and white real, real back quick, to back. Donaldson, I believe that's true in a qualified sense, but the problem is there's a firewall there. And information, as a general rule, only travels in one uh, direction. That's the problem. There's a firewall. So there is a connection. That doesn't mean that that science is able to to access it. I'm talking about the, the, the technology that we have. I don't know what the Illuminati has, so maybe they have something. They can detect the spiritual realm there's a good chance they probably do but I'm not talking about electromagnetism I'm actually talking about spirit see spirit is not created you know what I mean well actually
3: well hold on now hold on now spirit right Uh sometimes you're sometimes you're glum right and sometimes you're cheery what makes you cheery and what makes you glum is it is it is it good news or bad news you see the difference between changing you're changing the direction right you know you're like something something do you, i don't know if you can see
1: uh point I'm not sure what you're trying to say there. I do want to say that a a spirit can have an electromagnetic aura, but it needs to be properly distinguished between the spirit, which is eternal, and the electrical aura, which is created. They can detect the aura, but they can't detect the spirit. (laughs)
2: Listen,
3: I don't know why you keep thinking that there's a separation between the spirit and and forms. There can't be a separation between spirit and form. It just doesn't exist.
2: Okay, I've you're, said there, this I've, I've What said you're this saying
3: before. is there's a reality beyond this one, and then now that is completely contradictory to this reality. We, how can you have reality beyond reality?
1: It doesn't exist. Okay, I'll, I'll explain it. I have to repeat what I've said before, but you have a different analogies. Uh, you can have the sunbeam. Or oh, you can have a breath. You know, your, your breath is yours, right? You have your breath, belongs to you. But when, when it proceeds from you, you know, literally, at some point it becomes something uniquely other than you, and then it is no longer your breath anymore because it merges into the environment, gets swallowed up. And so it becomes something uniquely other than you. Now, what that happened is at some point along the line, it crossed a line and is no longer your breath. It's now uh, primarily a component of the environment. The same thing is true with the sun being. It emerges from the sun. Okay? So that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that everything proceeds from God. This is called emanation. And, uh, but as it proceeds from him, it deteriorates and becomes simply uniquely other, and that's, it passes into a new category, crosses a line, and we put a new label on that, and we, saw, we call that creation or creature or matter. It's no longer God, but it, okay. it distorts with God. See that?
3: I do, and that's mm-hmm. beautiful. And and you know, I I used to do this uh, this mantra that said, "I am the radiance of God," and 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 that's a beautiful mantra. And it's it's just perfect. You just described basically. Mm-hmm. The way that makes me feel. When I say that mantra, I feel that that radiance, you know?
1: Well, I actually believe that everything is the radiance of God, but in different degrees. Some, some of the light is very murky. And I've talked about before that we, we can use a scientific um, experimentation to prove, as far as I thing can be proven, that everything is emitting or emanating light. are all substances, there's, there's ways to determine that. You can actually do that with your own eyes. Just sit in the dark room long enough, and eventually you'll start to see that everything is starting to develop its own luminosity. But it's, it's, <laughs> if I can't even get you know people to go outside for 10 seconds and see uh, a a, scar, a star that's moving around erratically and it's fake, I don't think I'm going to be able to get a, sit them in the dark room. So it'll sound theoretical to people. But um, there was a scientist... Baron von Reichenbach in the 19th century, and he did a lot of uh, experimentation with this. And the... I'm suspicious that he's Illuminati, but um, that doesn't mean that his research is false necessarily. Say the name again. I think it's Baron von Reichenbach.
3: Okay, it sounds familiar. Actually, it's like almost like I've seen it. But uh, what is it? Oh, What's his stick?
1: Uh, well, he, he you know he did these kind of experiments in uh, a room that was perfectly dark, and, uh, and and proved that everything is self-luminous. But your eye see, it ha- the problem is your eyes. Your eyes are not ve- they're only able to detect a certain spectrum of light. So one way to overcome that is to get everything perfectly dark, and you
3: can
1: you can extend right. yourself enough to see that everything is luminous.
3: Yo, I'm in a dark-ass alley right now, and uh, there is a light at the end, of course, uh, down near the college end of the alley. But when you first come down here, it's extremely dark.
1: And you know, there's, there's, the there's, no, there's, no, there's no such thing as black that has the absence of light. They will even tell you, and you've heard this before, that black is the combination of all the other colors, where all the other colors have to do with light, like in a rainbow. So that means that black has to be light as well, because it's the combination of light.
3: Uh, Dr. Pillai actually from India, he came to America and was broadcasting his particle mind um, practices in which you uh, incarnate, you know, the, 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 the quantum thinking you know, he, he 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 had the same idea you you had just mentioned. Uh, and what is that? Well, I mean, see that that we're light bodies, really. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and that and that you know, it's not necessarily that we are, you know. The physical form, or but that things are actually changing into a more luminous uh, and like. Eventually, things will begin to glow, you know. And I was thinking that would be because of Fukushima, but uh, you, you seem to have. I mean, lumin- luminous. You know.
1: Like, I, I just want to say, uh, <laughs> uh, reiterate there, clarify that I I believe that we could use science to detect the existence of the soul but not the spirit. So, the soul is something that's created and that has a certain amount of density to it, even though it's invisible. And, uh, but I don't think we can detect spirit with the technology oh, that we have. Yeah.
3: I'm just, I'm laughing because it's, <laughs> okay, so now you're saying there is this separate soul,
1: right? Okay, just a, just a second. Let's put this in perspective. Um, uh, is it general rule. I mean, ancient cultures all through the medieval era, and I would have to say if people investigate, they'll find this to be true, but outside of Western culture, uh, people traditionally all through history have talked about these different components of man. Uh, there's at least two of them that don't have to do with physicality, and they have a different qualitative nature. So, I mean, historically, see, you're looking at well, you realize this more from a skeptical or scientific viewpoint, and the idea that we would have two invisible components it seems to be kind of absurd. But that's what people have traditionally believed. Okay.
3: Well, it's impressive that you know this about it, because you know, coming from a completely logical, pers- you know, position, or I'm thinking it's what I'm. My position is practical, you know. Um, it's impressive, you know, that 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 you that you would be able to 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 have that. Because I think that I'm catching up to where you are. So therefore, you must be putting this on. You know what I mean? With for a reason. You know that you. You know what I mean? This. guess What are you up to?
1: <laughs> well, I have a radically different view. I believe that we're all blind men in a, in, a, in a dark room. And God, God has to enable all men to see it temporarily, or we sit in darkness. Because I believe that all truth comes from God. He gives truth to every man. You don't have to be a Christian. Every good thing comes from God. It's a gift, including a uh, sunshine, warmth, a pleasure. Okay. Everything is good. Each heartbeat we... you, Each heartbeat that you have. You know, if the atheist uh, shakes his fist at God, God is enabling him to curse him, moment by moment.
3: But let me ask you this. Do you think God is not in the atheist cursing, saying, curse you, God? But but that's God having the experience of cursing
2: himself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's
1: uh, an interesting uh, couch philosopher pop psychology there. You've got to write a book on that. So. Um, we, we, have enough conf- funny. we have enough confused people in this society that people would probably buy that. But you, you can make some money off of that, I think. you got to go for it, Donaldson.
3: Oh, you're funny. No, I mean, but don't you think there is some validity to it that, that, that even in our limitations, there's an essence of the most high... Universal yes,
2: mind yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. it 's been covered up, but you have to yeah. um you have to uh present it properly, it has to be properly categorized, systematized the information has to be organized you 've got some logical fallacies in there, everybody has logical fallacies in their belief system that you, it takes time to detect them, and then you have to suppress your ego to make the changes because most people hold on to their belief system and defend it, right. Because otherwise, they have to admit that they they're wrong. They don't. People don't like to admit they're wrong, right? And the Illuminati uh-huh. know this, and so they capitalize on these people and they give I guess them beliefs. Depends belief on who you are. Systems. Yeah, it varies from person to person. But I'm just speaking generally. But the Illuminati know this, and they serve up these belief systems, and people choose the belief systems just like you're going to a cafeteria. They'll have a little of this, little of that. Well, it's all served up by Illuminati, you know. <sighs> And then they want you to believe it, whatever it is. It, all, it always has a measure of truth. There's truth in Satanism and every other philosophical belief. So you always have truth and error. Yeah. Wait, okay. look, yes, it's gotten
3: sophisticated. And yes, the, the, the strategy for advancing the race is so progressive it's constantly changing and shifting and there's always a new agenda right but can't we
2: just
3: see it for what it really is right that we have the same abilities as any illuminati member and that it's not it's not just the message of jesus that i'm talking about but your ability to actually do the same thing, right? And, uh, and, and, and over, I don't know, like really apply, um, this, this knowledge to, to, to your life and, and live manifest, right? And live happy, you know, because, because certainly happiness, right, would produce a different result for you in your, in your experiences, than than um being afraid all the time, or being worried, you know, and frustrated mm-hmm.
1: well, anyway, I mean, I don't believe that we have the same abilities as them. I think that they're exalted supermen. I, I don't believe they're human anymore, so they're in a different category than we are they' are they're, they're post-human, and the mo- most people that we call um uh, uh, human are actually former human they not they don't qualify as humans. Historically, biologically, because their their DNA has been radically altered. I mean, you have at some point you go, "What is the essential essence of a human being?" Well, you might want to start with the DNA. Well, they've they've altered it. Uh, in in all processed food, they have animal DNA, and it's altering our DNA. So we we're, we're spiraling down. We're not getting better. Eventually, you have to place this in a, in a new category, just like the sunbeam. Proceding from the sun.
3: Where do you it's get happening. that idea? Well, to play devil's advocate, because I, I I just feel like even though there is all of this conditioning happening, and even if my body deteriorates, that doesn't change the essence. It doesn't change my experience of knowledge of who I am. And,
2: well, what, you know, do not, by, what do you mean by what?
1: What do you mean by essence now?
3: Well. My, the essence? Who's, what's my essence?
1: Well, see, once you realize that your body is deteriorating, you're, it's, gonna, it's going to influence you to want to believe that there's some kind of subtle essence that is superior, you know, deep within you. Because um, there's, not, there's no hope in the body. You're, you're going to die unless mm-hmm. you're some kind of a historical anomaly. Uh, you're basically doomed to die. And uh, there's nothing positive mm-hmm. about that unless you like that kind of thing. Some people want to die, and so I'll never know death. I never will know it. Now you're headed in my direction. That you want to believe there's a subtle, inner, spiritual—how do you define um, that—component of man that's superior to the body, and that's the real, genuine you. Isn't that what you believe, in some sense?
3: Actually, no. What I do believe is that that subtlety is is nothing more than an, an awareness. That I never do really know death because death is just endless. It's nothingness, you know. Okay, so you I'm can't, you with can't that. Have an, yeah, you can't have an experience when there's nothing, and so <laughs> there's. It's almost as if this faintness of 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 essence, of sensation of essence, is actually a, a some remind, some cosmic reminder, you know, that you know. We even though we fear this thing, we don't really experience it.
1: Okay, are you trying to say that it's a it's a uh, a, a substance? Uh, or oh, excuse me, a state of mind rather than a substance. It's a state of mind. What well, are you talking about?
3: What essence?
1: Uh, you're trying to say it's a state of mind rather than the subtle substance.
3: I believe that yeah, like that essence is is. Well I can say that it's a state of mind, I suppose. But but more than anything yeah, it would be like a like a cosmic memory. Okay. Like a memory so old, you know.
1: Okay, what what happens to the information when you die? What do you think happens to it?
3: It moves.
1: Does it continue to exist? Does it, does, it, does it continue to exist?
3: Everything continues to exist.
1: Ah, uh-huh. so now you've, you've admitted in a qualified uh, existence of life after death. I never I mean, denied you know, it.
2: Well, <laughs> yes, okay. Well,
1: correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but the reason you believe this is because you don't believe, and I don't believe, that energy ever truly ceases to exist. Right? Is
3: that what you? That's that is def- that's definitely leaning in in the right direction. I'm not going to say those exact words, but yeah, that 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 you could you could say that too, in summary, in short. All right. But I would say, I mean, yeah, that there's no evidence to prove that I am not in you know 100% part of everything that's happening all around me. Okay. Everything phys- physically is and the breath that i have that i'm taking right now is the same air other people are breathing
1: okay the reason that christians would be highly skeptical about what i just said is they don't understand that everything is comprised of frequency all energy is frequency and everything else is too so actually everything that exists is in one large category and you can put one word on that it's called frequency frequency okay and when you die the frequencies don't cease to exist.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, there's a, there's,
1: there's a unique energetic field that's uh, uniquely identified with you, and I believe that when you die, it, it's mingled with a larger environment. It becomes a part of the whole, but it doesn't cease to exist.
3: Right. So would you say that it gravitates then towards a more dominant area of the same frequency wherever is closer so possibly preparing a grid work right ahead of time you know an energetic grid work for for new new life to come into would be kind of important right
1: uh that's a little murky in my estimation but you may be on the something there i'm not sure <clears throat> um but when you talk to a new ager they confuse spirituality with electromagnetism, and uh, that's what this discussion is. You're not um, confident about what I would call, you know, spirit, but you are willing to admit the existence of electro- electromagnetism, and you're identifying that with your essential essence. But you're, you're not acknowledging that you have a soul or a spirit, but... Um,
3: Why would, you would I know, do the- that? Those are stories that I was told. I don't even know about this electromagnetism stuff. That's another word. You know, the idea is that I'm here now, right? I can, I'm experiencing this, all of these sensations, and there's no denying that. Whatever this is, this is us, and here we
1: are, and we're doing it. Yeah, that means that you have awareness, consciousness. Mm-hmm. But you can't prove that you're not a holographic projection. So, but you're I, still not... Okay, as... but,
3: but we can prove that we ha- we are... I think, honestly, you know, from my experience of, you know, of meditation, and, and I'm, I'm definitely... You can say that I'm brainwashed by Buddhism or, you know, these Eastern philosophies, you know, like, like a lot of other people have been actually condition to to take on those oh yeah yeah um yum 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 anyway but I actually Um. really feel (laughs) yum 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 Uh, I feel good when I meditate you know and I feel I feel whole you know I feel I feel complete and uh wait what was the last thing you said bring bring me back on the hell was that Bring me uh, the back last, on.
1: The last thing I said was um <laughs> I didn't do it right. I do right. But um I, I used to carry this uh card around in my pocket. It's this little group of people. I, they they were on coast to coast AM and now hold it here. No, it's not um, it's the um it's a different sound, like a mantra. A Chris's would be extremely skeptical about this kind of stuff, but um you can measure uh whether you know energy is negative or positive, and when you speak certain of these mantras, it creates uh, positive energy. Um, the PSYOP is to convince these people that this is true spirituality, and you're actually developing and all these wonderful things. But from a biblical view, you're not doing anything for your spirituality because Christians, excuse me, New Ages are confused. They think you can be spiritual... <clears throat> Without um, any kind of moral code. They'll don't deny this because everybody, okay. mor- everybody wants to believe they're a moral person except for a Satanist. You know so
3: you believe, you believe that you have to have a moral code in order to be spiritual. See, that's oh. your belief.
1: I believe there's, a, there's such a thing as correct action and wrong action. Right action, wrong action. And it has to do with law.
2: Okay. Self-evident,
1: self-evident laws, you could call it natural law if you want.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's different types of natural laws. So.
2: Well,
3: is there any law that you can reference that would point to the fact that you are something separate than this form that you are in right now?
2: Uh,
1: well, you would be talking about cosmic laws now. We were talking about um, societal laws to restrain... Uh, what Christians call evil. Do you believe in the existence of evil by the way, real quick?
3: Everything is possible with with a human mind.
1: <laughs> are you skeptical the about the ex- are you skeptical about the existence of evil?
3: Am I skeptical about it? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well I could say that evil exists, but only if I decide that it does.
1: So you have the power to determine that, huh? No. Oh, Is it all, it's all about your perception, though?
3: Well, I mean, do I have the power to determine whether it's good or bad that, that you know, like,
2: um,
3: my, you know, some, a buddy of mine gets run over by a car?
1: That's called natural evil, by the way, it, from a Christian perspective. Well,
3: I mean, what's evil, then? What do you mean by evil?
1: Well, there's two different types. There's moral evil and there's natural evil. A natural evil would be like being killed by a tornado, and God is in charge of that too, according to scripture. Okay.
3: So, and 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 the other.
1: Uh, moral evil is is the violation of a of a uh, some kind of a. Uh, A revealed law, it could be revealed by the government or by someone above that. Because how, how are you going to determine right and wrong? You know, you got to go back to the basics. Why do we believe anything is right and wrong? Now, there are certain things that are self-evidently true, so we don't need to anyone reveal these things if we have a reasonable mind. A reasonable mind can conclude that certain things are self-evident. A self-evident fact is something that any two reasonable minds can agree on. But unfortunately, today, we have a lot of unreasonable minds running around. People say, there's no such thing as evil.
2: Well,
1: they're, they're massively in denial of reality. Evil is all around.
2: Well, first day. of
3: all, evil does exist. Okay. But it, doesn't, it does it exist? Here's a question. Does it exist in the mind of an animal?
1: Uh, I would say yes and no. They don't use words like we do, so we're thinking we're thinking words. But why once, once you suffer Okay.
3: Just go ahead and talk over those cars. Uh,
1: there's there's a relationship between uh, suffering and uh, natural evil. You know, a tornado and suffering. So at that level, the, the, um, the animal can acknowledge that because they feel the pain. And that's natural evil.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, mute my they, phone.
1: They don't have a moral sense like we do because they don't have a philosophic mind. They're not able to categorize categorize information uh, and develop you know, words and put labels on things like we do. So I don't think they understand moral evil. <clears throat> Now, there's a, you know, if you cause a pain to an animal through a, an evil act, that would be an exception, because that's also suffering, they can experience suffering, but they don't understand it uh, you know, through vocabulary. Their mind isn't that sophisticated. But as a general rule, animals can do things that we don't um, give them credit for. We find examples for that you know, week after week in these news stories, unless you want to believe they're all manufactured. There's a diabolical conspiracy to make animals uh, more elevated than they really are and to demote human beings. And guess what? I actually believe that's going on. You know, for instance, like they keep telling us how dolphins are so superior to humans, okay? Uh, Well, there's some truth in that categorically, but in the big picture, I mean, obviously, a dolphin is inferior to humans. And I'm walking around here in the dark, and I'm actually lost. I need to focus
3: Are you seriously lost? Yeah (laughs) Yeah. I'm not laughing at you I mean I'm late as fuck And I'm heading to the BART station And I I don't know if I'm going to make it It's it's almost 1
1: Actually I I think I know where I'm going I just got to trust myself
3: (laughs) Where are you? Are you walking through like the woods or something? Where are you?
1: Uh th- they're dark roads are not lit very well. And
3: uh okay.
1: I'm going to keep going straight. I sh- I should I should know where I'm going here.
3: One time I was
1: bicycling back
3: from doing a window cleaning job in like um I think it was Concord. Uh it was like the East this East Bay area and it was it had just gotten dark. And I took this bike route Dude, there were no lights on it, and I was hauling ass down, down this, like, dark-ass road, like, trail, hauling ass on my bike, no light. I had no headlight, and then, and, and, and you know what, I don't know what the fuck came over me, but that shit was fun as hell. It was scary as hell, too. It was one of the scariest things I'd ever done, and I wasn't on acid.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, to, to do some stupid shit like that, you have to be on drugs, you know? But I was sober. Like, wh- what was I thinking? Why would I live so dangerously, you know? And why Why would I, you know what I mean? Like, why Why live under <sighs> a bridge and, and study law every day? Hmm.
1: Hold, hold the up, Bombs.
3: <laughs> no, I can do that. It, it was all part of the, the energy. You know.
1: So, uh, do you have a, a forty ounce uh, of Old English there?
3: No, no, I have a burrito.
1: Are you drinking a twenty four ounce uh, Old English?
3: No, I'm. I'm actually done drinking. I've been done drinking for a while. I'm. <clears throat> it's almost midnight. Like I said, well, it's almost one and. I'm hoping to make it to the train. Alright. Before it Yeah. And I hope you get back to where you're going. I mean I hear dogs. Is that you?
1: Yeah, I uh, I actually do have to retrieve myself because I, I actually I actually got
2: lost. I got lost.
3: Well we shouldn't we should let
1: you uh find your way. Um uh, I can find my way. I just gotta be more conservative here and go with the big roads.
2: Well, I well, let have, me ask
1: you this:
3: Do you think I'm way off, though? Way off, like from what you know, like seventy-five percent of society believes. Because it doesn't really matter whether I'm like I'm not. I could never be off, right? If I am just ra- radiance, how could I be off, right?
1: Okay. So. <laughs> um, if you if you compare yourself uh, with the you know typical well Americans. Uh, Americans that are, are in a deep manufactured stupor. And uh so you you look real good compared to them. But from a biblical perspective, yeah, you're way out there. But that is I, that doesn't bother you any. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well I grew up in a Christian home. You know what I was yeah, thinking no. about doing was was getting baptized. Right? Uh uh-uh. uh. And then getting a record of my baptism and and sending it to my the mayor and yeah. basically of every place that I go to, just having my record of baptism just with me, and so that way I can because I I understand you know like this system is so run by the Vatican. If people don't see that, that's just it's it's insane. I mean, um, and
1: I agree with that.
3: Yeah, it's insane.
1: I don't talk about it much though. I, I don't deny it. The history I, I, points to it.
3: I went to the law library, looked in the books, and Luminous I'm telling you man, it's it's all in there. It even said that the um the fall of Rome came with the with the rise of Christian church. And I'm that blew my mind. You know, a lot of people yep. don't re- recognize the validity yeah. of that.
1: Uh, there, there's there's uh, some truth in that, but uh, it's pretty diluted. I, I think well, the Roman em- Roman Empire but, was des- was destroyed in a massive cataclysm, a worldwide cataclysm, and and they covered the, they covered this up. They they didn't want us to know. And so what they did, they artificially extended, uh, you know, the history of Rome beyond what it actually. Uh, is legitimate so the empire was not as long as they said it was basically God judged it like he did these other empires in the bible he didn't allow them to exist that long you still there Hey, Joe, are you there?
0: Yeah, yeah, I just uh, got back on. Um, yeah, I was here too, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Well, I was trying to jump in. You guys were talking about um, natural law or natural evil and moral evil, And I'm curious what you think uh, you guys think. What I said the other night, uh, my idea of morality is something that has to affect another person. Um, uh, and the natural law asserts that... Um, every man is endowed with life, uh, the, the inalienable right to life, liberty, and property, and when you break that, quote-unquote, moral law, you're depriving someone else of life, liberty, or property. So you can say that there's some kind of even higher law. You can say there's uh, you know, natural law, uh, moral law, or moral evil, natural evil, and some kind of spiritual, you know, fire, you know the natural stuff, which is your relationship
2: mm-hmm.
0: to, you know, God or the Creator or whatever, and that is maybe on a higher level, which is kind of harder to uh, discover. But I'm just curious, you know, if, if you agree with the whole... Uh...
1: Okay, earlier I said there's two different types of natural law, and you're talking about the natural law that's, uh, that, that's that has those premises, but I don't agree with those premises because um, I believe in slavery. You, what do you mean and, you believe uh, in slavery? Well, I'm talking about... Uh, you know, from a biblical perspective, right? and uh, it acknowledges the existence of slaves. You're talking about a multi-tiered society, which is the opposite of what we're told. Everyone is born with these certain inalienable rights. That, that's right. total garbage. Well, how is that garbage? They want, us to, well, they want us to believe that. They tell us things
0: we want to believe. The reason they tell us that is because we want to believe it. Why would they I want mean? us to believe it? Wouldn't, they, wouldn't it make more sense that they would want us to believe that we don't have any rights? Well, they gave us that belief system because it was compatible with this industrialized civilization.
1: Uh, But elsewhere, uh, down through history, outside of Western culture, we see different manifestations of what's called a caste system. And there's a huge cover-up that Hebrew culture was a type, not a classical one, like in India, but it's a type of a caste system. In every caste system, you have what's called the untouchables, and sure enough, they have that. In Hebrew culture, they were called the Samaritans, and this is not compatible with our uh, cultural uh, prejudices today, we, whether we're Christian or otherwise. We, we, we inherit certain beliefs of our culture. They're just commonly accepted, and one of the things that people buy into is that everyone is, is born equal, That that doesn't even hold up in cursory examination. You got people born with severe birth defects,
0: right? But but in terms of of equal, in terms of what uh, our rights are, not equal in our, our capacities or whatever, but equal to what our behavior and the parameters of our behavior and what could be qualified as right or wrong. In that, like if I act a certain way, it's equal if I do it. Like if I if I come to your house and break in your house and steal your money and your all your property, uh-huh. it's equal uh-huh. equally wrong if I do it as to the next guy. It doesn't. It's not saying does he have more capacity to break into your house? Of course, I mean I've everybody has different capacities, but yeah, I think that's that's what they meant by equality. And I think a lot of people uh, uh, misinterpret that. They think you know, uh, I mean that's what you know to my mind from my study of natural law. That's what they're saying about those.
3: Well, natural law is actually an ambiguous term because there's law that arises naturally, and then there's nature's law. Yeah, like
0: like, uh, you know the laws of nature, such as uh, you know physical natural laws. There's that. I'm talking about uh, there's a law of nature, as in I think the reason they use the term nature. It can't be uh, – it can only be discovered. It can't be uh, um, made up. Like, I can't um, actually uh, create – like, I can't just make up a bunch of arbitrary things and say, uh, these are right and wrong. Like, it's already – it already exists, and it can only be discovered if it exists because uh, if it exists, I can't, you know, make it up and uh, make up. Right, which is where we get –
3: that's such a good point too, because yeah, well, when you think about the natural laws that the Declaration of Independence refers to, right? Um, that's that's so crucial to what you were just what you just mentioned.
0: Yeah, well, okay. I mean, they say in the Declaration of Independence, he talks about life, liberty, and the happiness, and I actually think that's a bunch of mind control. There, they just kind of um, um, de-emphasize the property thing because, of course, you got to pay. T- to, to the crown or whatever to this government um the, the idea that you don't so you see how they go going to contradict themselves well i mean if you're studying a natural law that it, it, it is life liberty and property but they didn't necessarily say that in the declaration but um they're trying like I said, property because you know to say that well you have a right to your property and it's perfectly right and self-evident for anybody to acquire property as long as they're not harming anybody else's life liberty and property right um But then we're going to institute a government which has compulsory taxation. See how that's contradicting that whole thing. So, you know, that's... uh, I guess the
3: big question here is, brother, was all of the body politic, organized society stuff a product of someone trying to strictly manipulate other human beings for profit? You know, and is it still going on?
1: I, I not necessarily right, yeah. per profit, but it, otherwise, definitely, yeah. When I was talking about natural law, there's a different type of natural law. The, the type of natural law I'm talking about is is there certain laws that are self-evidently true, but not all ethics are. You know, they're changeable over time. They they change. There's well, certain how, things how can that,
0: you say that How could you? Are, are, aren't I lying if I? What's
2: that? I don't know. does
3: he know he's breaking uh, up?
1: You're breaking talking up? about situational ethics there because some lying is virtuous. you familiar with that? Um, uh, I mean uh, okay, I... a lie a lie can be well, first of all, it, it can be virtuous to break a law in order to justify saving a life. So uh, you have virtuous lying when uh, the purpose of the lie is to save a human being. You see that with the story of Rahab and you had the spies sent into... And she's commanded in
0: Hebrews chapter 11 for lying. Right. Well, yeah, I would say that, yeah, in my, to my mind, it's actually in order, life, liberty, then property. Because you could make the argument, I've heard people make the argument like, well, let's say you're on a boat, and you fall off the boat, and you're dying, and somebody... Uh, or you say, well, throw me your life um, jacket. And, and the guy on the boat says, well, that's my property. Go screw yourself. Um, The the right to life trumps the right to property. See, so it goes life, liberty, then property. But it still doesn't. So there's sort of kind of exceptions, but at the same time there's not. You know, like the definition still rings true. I mean, there's going to be these random. You know, of course I value people's lives more than property, and of course I wouldn't be that guy that like uh, refuses to uh to give give somebody a life jacket because it's my property and he's going to you know maybe harm my property in the in the me you know. In the act of giving it to him to save his life, but that's in my life hard. jacket. What's that? <laughs>
3: no, I said that's my life jacket. <laughs> <not> <laughs> right,
0: yours. right. Can't pass. It. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's mine. <mad. laughs> but um, yeah. It's it's. I mean, I don't know. It's it's complicated, and it, it's you know, it, it took me a while to kind of get well, my head around it, it.
1: It's it's situational. You would think that um, you know, lying. Uh, would be self-evident that's evil, but it's situational. And when it's situational, then you have to appeal to either man's authority or a higher authority to determine um, what to do. And people are going to disagree. That's why we need revelation, because man always disagrees. Who's the authority? So anyway, Jesus held that opinion, too, because he advocated violating the rabbinic laws on the Sabbath, not the biblical laws, but rabbinic laws, that you could save the life of a beast and, quote-unquote, violate the Sabbath, but you're really not violating the Sabbath. Because, number one, it, that's not a biblical law. It's a rabbinic law that was a later addition. And uh, it, 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 it's, it's, you're not violating it because that's actually the spirit of the Sabbath. The, the spirit of the Sabbath has to do with worship. And worship has to do with correct action that honors God, and it honors God to save the life of a beast. That's more important than keeping these rabbinic laws. So that's what Jesus advocated.
3: So what you're saying is that by stopping smoking, I'm stopping sinning, and I'm saving the life of a beast, my body, Uh, right? Uh, uh,
1: Smoking is not necessarily a sin. It depends on your level of responsibility, and uh, the degree of um, the smoking. Because you could be inhaling um, other people's smoke. And then uh, you, know, you, you, know, you know you're doing this. You know it's harming your body. And you could move away from it, but you choose not to. You could make the case that that's a sin. If you're aware that this smoke is harmful, you don't do anything about it because it's the temple of God. Why didn't you get away from the uh, secondhand smoke? So you sinned, but you didn't smoke a mm-hmm. cigarette. Well, you sinned anyway. So everything gets um, more and more specific to the point where as humans, we can't even figure out it's too complicated. We need a higher authority to determine, is this right or wrong? We can speak in generalities, and there's some things that are self-evidently true, you know, like murder. If you're going to have a society, you can't have murder.
0: Right, because the right to life. That's so, back,
1: so that's 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 a law that should be self evident that everyone should agree on unless they're into some kind of ritual murder for some kind of mystical purpose well, when, you
0: um, said, when I know,
3: you know where said, you're going uh, with this though you're trying to basically state i'm sorry my brother no that's but um, you' you're you're trying to basically state that man can't govern or you know create you know be good without the idea of a higher power to, you know, to guide over and watch and, and, and keep them in line. Um, well, actually, and and I, Donaldson, I, I kind of disagree, man.
1: Well, Donaldson, if you look at the witness of history, which acts through the action of man, it's self-evidently true that we cannot govern ourselves. We need it's not that else. we
3: can't. But we it. I but think, we think that we created we God where, on purpose. Where,
1: oh, no, just a
0: second. Where's the hope that we can govern ourselves? There's no historical evidence. You, you mean you mean uh, to govern ourselves well, in the nature of a, a spiritual god, or govern ourselves, you know, uh, in in the spectrum of just man? I think we can govern ourselves in the spectrum of man. I mean, I'm an anarchist. I don't believe in government at all. The I think evident, government the necessarily so violates rights. Um, but as far as what he's saying about um, can't govern ourselves in relationship to a omnipotent god or whatever, I can kind of jive with that. But. I think we can most certainly, I can most certainly govern myself in the, in the physical kind of, you know, reality. Um, or I don't need another man to govern me, is what I'm saying. I might need a God to govern me, but I don't need a man to govern me. And that's, and that's just it,
3: guys. We created God, right? Man created God to govern govern man.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm an Augustinian, and uh, I believe that man, this is an older term for, you know, Calvinists. And uh, Luther and Calvin agreed with me and a lot of these other Protestant reformers. But we leave with the that the nature of man is so fundamentally flawed that he's incapable of choosing the good unless God empowers him. So that's, that's, the, that's the foundational basis for all this. We can't govern ourselves. God has to help us. Now, you see this explicitly taught in Romans chapter 7 where Paul says, I desire the good, but I can't actually do it. He wants to do the right thing, but he can't carry it out. Well, if we're that fundamentally flawed, then we can't govern ourselves because of our nature. You see that?
0: We well, have to you have said, someone above and beyond us to do that. When you said you believe in slavery, like what does that mean exactly? Well, it's You don't believe in the legitimacy of slavery, do you? <laughs> well, you when I, like I that. say
1: that, I'm, thinking, I'm speaking simplistically because um, I believe that ideally – uh, it should not be practiced, but I have a biblical view in the fact it's never condemned, and it's also approved in a, in a future context when Israel is restored. Now, when we look at polygamy or um, slavery, we, we look at it from a cultural bias uh, that's negative. We don't think about the benefits of polygamy or the benefits of slavery, but there's, there's benefits, you see. We've got all these unemployed people right now. Let me tell you what these people need is a good master, and they would be able feel a lot better. For so one you thing, think so? yeah, you, I, I I fundamentally I'm, I'm, disagree with that. Well, I'm talking about street people. Not not everybody wants. Some people want to be on the streets. Um, they would have to experience it because they're biased. Let's see, we're thinking of the evil slave master. There's good masters out there that provide for you. Well, to my mind, and, okay, go ahead. These they don't want to leave. I see, Paul said, you know, you have the option. Now, in the Law of Moses...
0: Well, that happened in America, too, with slaves. They didn't want to leave their masters, too, but go ahead. Yeah,
1: in the Law of Moses, they ha- after seven years, you had the choice. And if you decided to stay with your master, then you actually um, had to stay with him for the rest of your life, and he would actually uh, uh, put something through your ear... To identify you as his, right? Well, uh, well I talked about that on a previous show.
0: So, so in my mind, slavery is the antithesis of freedom, right? And uh, like I said, liberty is a well. I think freedom is a spiritual law, and it's also a natural law. And I think it's, I think it is given uh, by God. I think uh, we have we're totally within our rights to be free to do whatever we want, as long as we're not harming another person or the property of their life. That's essentially what it boils but down that, to. But that's based on the premise, though, that all slavery is. Um, it's not good. Well, well, let me let me qualify what I, what I mean by slavery. We might have different definitions, but slavery uh-huh. necessarily denotes violence. Because if slavery is a master saying, do what I say or else, like, or I'm going to harm you, that's illegitimate, yeah. period. Now, if people, yeah. you can say, you can call somebody a slave, but if they don't, quote-unquote, don't, they don't want to leave their master, then really they're not a slave, because they're, they're choosing their own free will, You know, and also if you want to get, you know, uh, into like uh, theology with this, I mean, um, freedom was an issue in in the garden, or free will. I mean, God gave you free will, right? I mean, I think uh, we can all agree on that. Um, But like I said, slavery necessarily denotes violence and a master saying, do what I say or else. That, to my mind, is illegitimate, period, always, the end. There's no way around it. There's no legitimacy to that.
1: One thing that's important to understand is that Paul is speaking to both slaves and slave masters. There's Christian slave masters, and they're commanded to treat their slaves properly. He's not telling them to get rid of their slaves. But well, then I wouldn't depend- call that
0: slavery. I, w- I wouldn't call that slavery. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, I am. So that, we just have a different terminology there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm saying that it's mostly negative in our culture, but it can be possible. For instance, in a famine, if you have no other source of existence— I'm willing to bet that you would choose to have a Christian slave master rather than die of starvation. It has to do with provision, just like in polygamy.
2: Right.
1: Uh, women were not able to supply their own needs in that culture, which is based on the soil. They had to have a husband. And so that's why you had the Leverite Law, that if, you, if your uh, brother died, you had to marry your brother's wife to provide for her. It doesn't matter if she's unattractive. doesn't matter. Uh, you don't have to have sex with her. Um, now hold it now. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to, don't don't count
2: me on that one. Um,
1: I know in the, um, if you have a wife, uh, the apostolic law says that you have to provide for her sexually. That's one of her basic needs. I think that might be in the law of Moses too, so you may have to provide for her sexual needs. I actually sure. lean that direction, so I think I reversed that. I think you're stepping a lot, Moses. About that, and that shows you that sexuality is, is a fundamental uh, need of human beings, sure. and that means that man is um, God is acknowledging that man is a sexual being, and well, that Illuminati has suppressed this.
0: Let me let me bring something other that I thought was kind of funny. Before I got on the call, I was in the chat, and that um, something radio guy, whatever, in the chat was saying that people are. I'm loosely quoting this, but you know, paraphrasing something like uh, people are jizzing away. He said jizzing away. I'm sorry <laughs> if that's that's too uh, too much of a word there. Um, that's John.
1: That's Johnny, by the way. Well, he Johnny said
0: because uh, I was bringing up the night sky, and he's saying that well, if you masturbate, I think this is the this is what he was saying. He didn't like I said I'm paraphrasing <laughs> here, but. He was like, you're basically, um, um, you know, you can't see as well uh, into these, like, you know, higher, not higher dimensions of thought or whatever, not necessarily physical dimensions, but things that are going on in reality. You know, your consciousness is lowered by, um, you know, masturbating, or or," he said, you know, people are, you know,. Right. So, um, what, what do you think about that? I, I don't, that seemed crazy to me. Uh, I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. No, no, my no. Most, most subjects are,
1: most subjects are, are complex. They're not either or. It's the same with this. Right. Uh, late, late, on the previous podcast, I talked about the sexual psyop, which may be the biggest one of all. Fuck Tom. Um, I hear it. Gen- generally speaking, um, when a male ejaculates, they, use a significant, they lose a significant amount of the life force. Right, that's that's where, pretty they get, sad, yeah. they, where they get tired. So that's the basis for that. You could also theorize that each man only has so many ejaculations. And the more you do that, the, the faster you age, because it all right. has to do with the life force. There's a direct relationship between the life force and aging. So your body is like a vessel, And, uh, but see, it's a little bit more complex than that because you can make up for that along the way if you know what you're doing. But anyway, there are secret uh, things that you can do. Like, for instance, the Nazis practiced this. Uh, Ritual masturbation. I'm not, you know, you got to know what you're doing. I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying that you you can do it. It's possible. Well, they would bring themselves to um, the point of, um, you know, uh, orgasm, but they would hold back. Correct. That's the basic technique. And it, what it's supposed to do is have the exact opposite effect. to store, to, to attract and store the life force in the vessel and circumvent that. But there's another way is to actually ejaculate. Uh, you would need a woman with this. And there's what's, there's what's called sexual alchemy. Curses won't pay any attention. this, just assume it's all the occult. Right. I'm saying this, is, this stuff is not easy to do. It's very hard, and most people don't know what they're doing. They're not even going to get the effect even if they're trying because they don't really know what they're doing. Because most of the information is false. But I believe that there's, uh, there, there's, you know, it's not either or. Um, it's a bit but generally, what Johnny's saying is true. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I've never heard.
1: Because here's what you're doing: you're dissipating the life force. And it's a lot different with a male than a, than a female. They're designed completely differently.
0: So you would say that women aren't necessarily doing that? or
1: I'm not sure if they're dissipating the life force, th- but they must be at some level because, see, fundamentally man is a vessel, and because of devolution we're actually a leaky vessel, and I think that pretty much has to do with, with everything. So um, I think women uh, both lose and and uh, and, and Game, but I think during sex, the women um, have an advantage over the man. And the reason is is because um, because of devolution, we have lost the um, ability to orgasm when we choose and ejaculate when we choose. I believe that man at one time was able to orgasm and ejaculate when he wanted to. We, don't, we can't do that anymore. With women, it's different. And so we have suffered because of devolution more than they have. Just like man has suffered more than the, the animal kingdom in devolution. Well, uh, women not everyone, live longer not on average. Not right? everyone not everyone not everyone suffers equally.
0: Yeah, women live longer on average, so that would like support your theory. I, that just... is
1: supposed to be that is supposed to be my explanation for why they live longer is because man dissipates the life force in ignorance. You have fun doing it, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you only get so many
0: ejaculations, you know what I mean? So so what's your, uh, this is kind of way off, well, not way off, but it's kind of maybe uh, directing the conversation in a different area, but uh, what's your whole uh, view on how long we've been here? Uh, What's the timeline? I mean...
1: I believe that somewhat, you know, people are going to think I have some way out theories on that, but uh, I bet you Dave's an old earther, but... uh, No, you've got genealogies there, and you can only expand them so much. So I actually think... Uh, that Adam was here around roughly six thousand years ago. Okay. But I don't believe that the Earth is that old. There was a pre-Adamic era. There was a pre-Adamic era. I don't
0: believe it was billions of years old. I think it's less than 150,000 years old. I definitely have less of a problem with that whole six thousand creation creationist idea ever since I uh, looked at the flat Earth. I mean, I, I'm open. What is? Open to. A, sorry, what's that? Well, if you're
1: a biblical literalist, there's only so much you can do there with the genealogies you you right. can only play around them so
0: much you know well what's uh didn't they live to be like nine hundred years old? What's your idea on that well they had uh, the the environment in the antediluvian age was
1: radically different they for instance they didn't have um they didn't yeah, have right? um yeah oh well well I've heard this did, from other people, i think they did but they like were perpetual part mars- of them. perpetual
0: spring or so?
1: I don't think they had winter until after the flood.
0: Right. Okay?
1: And, but anyway, the Earth the had a radically uh, different energetic signature, and uh, the ethers were a lot more powerful. Everything is weakening, see? Yeah. The Earth's electromagnetic field is weakening, and that's the basis for circumventing that with some kind of um, magnetic therapy. You know? <clears throat> It's real easy just sit on a magnet have a magnetic
0: mattress a lot of things you could do okay so what about uh, are you a determinist i mean uh as far as like the whole everything is prophesied and armageddon all that stuff like do you think there's any way out of all that garbage and we kind of live on or is it going to like reset we talk about cataclysms was it like kind of like a you know, maybe we've been here for six thousand years, and maybe there was another version of man before that, or and died to some other cataclysm, and the system kind of resets. Um, I, I kind of throw this idea around in my head. I, I haven't really necessarily heard it anywhere, but um, there's really no evidence for it. I'm just kind of speculating.
2: But,
0: uh, well, I don't fall in the classification as a
1: of a, a classic determinist, uh, but I used to because I believe that God determined everything, but I only believe that God determines the important things, the things that must occur. It, you know, he has prophecies, and he has to have control over events in order to bring those prophecies to pass. Because they can't come to pass by just randomness. Right. And uh, it's illogical that God looks into the future and sees what's going to happen, and then, you know, that's what this is all based on. No, because that, that means that God doesn't have a plan. God has a plan, and this is what he wants, and uh, he can do that. And in order to carry out his plan, He has to, certain things have to be guaranteed. So we have enough freedom to determine um, uh, the inconsequential inco- things, the lesser things,
0: right. but not the big picture. It's so, so is it your view that this whole transhumanism thing is, is inevitably going to lead to our end, or do we have any way to live on Or whatever, not just necessarily transhumanism, but anything else that's going to bring about this, these uh, sequence of events. Um, Is is there any way out of our eminent demise, or is that your view that um, that we don't have any way out of it? Well,
1: you're speaking generally. You have uh, part of humanity; they have different fates, and so one part of humanity, a very small segment will escape that fate and most of the rest of them will be destroyed through technology. Right. God's gonna use technology to destroy them. If yeah, he doesn't I'm destroy sure them it. if he doesn't there's two possibilities. He can either reform them or destroy them. And if he doesn't destroy them, they'll destroy everything else.
0: Right. Yeah, that's because that's where I was going with the whole transhumanism thing. Like, the I think the last time I, we, I called in, we were talking a little bit about this. Um, but transhumanism is going to alter the creation of God, which is us, and, you know, to even according to the, you know, what he says, we're the kind of most revered uh, of his creation. And we're obviously, even if you, I don't even need that uh, for that argument. I mean, you can, even if you're an atheist, you can obviously see that we're the most um, sophisticated life form here. You know, we obviously have dominance over the earth. So, um, yeah, he's bas- transhumanism. People are talking about merging with machines. I thought this was this crazy awesome idea the first time I heard it a couple years ago, and the more I think about it, I'm just like, you know, transhuman essentially means after human, means we're no longer human. And if you you're under the assumption that we're somehow spiritual, which I am, then well, then you're destroying that. That's the way I see it with transhumanism. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It seems like, you know, people are going to have this kind of faux immortality they talk about. And I think that might be sort of what they mean by, you know, hell. Like, they're just going to be like – I mean, it's going to be, you know, maybe great for a a certain amount of time, maybe hundreds or thousands of years, but they won't be able to – their spirit won't be able to leave. That's what I think. You know, they're going to be trapped here in Mm -hmm. in physicality. Um, So, I don't know. Strange idea. Well, everything
1: is under the jurisdiction of God. uh, But the Illuminati, you know, the – the elite at the top, they're already post-human.
0: But, um, How so? There's, 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 you well, mean they these, already have some of these technologies that are – you mean some of them might be are like hundreds of years old already or what? Well,
1: they've radically altered their uh, DNA. They're not Technically, they're not humans anymore. They've moved beyond that. They've blended with um, biological uh, – like a machine technology.
2: Right.
1: It's biological. This is what you want to do. And uh, you can make yourself superior if God allows you to. And he, I believe he allowed them to do that. But they're not going to use this technology with us. They're just, um, it's the golden carrot principle. They put the stuff in the movies. It's a false hope. They're not going to give us any of these things because they despise us. They would only do this if God told them to.
0: Well, wait a minute. Know. How are they going to stop that? I mean, the exponential growth of information technology and um, uh, how are they ever, ever going to stop uh, a majority of the people um you know participating with with these like life extension technologies and um being post-human as it were
1: well you can do it in a system of control I mean, just like for instance the patent office they don't allow anything right, that's okay. significantly beneficial to, so to the well, patent office
0: yeah i mean but it seems like some of it's going to seep out like they're not going to be able to control it um that's an interesting. Actually, I, didn't, I never thought of that. Actually, you know, the whole. Okay, I think what you're talking
1: system. about is is an awareness that spreads in humanity. It becomes a threat to them, and they have a plan to to take care of that before we get to that level. I think you're talking about a snowball effect, where we gain power. That they, they've got plans to that. That's not going to occur. What do you do? You have any ideas? Well, what, well remember now that they can dematerialize all humans in an instant. Right. If if God allowed them including themselves do this, they well a te- a Tesla could have done it um it would have took them some a while with the death ray he had a death ray right uh you'd have to gather the people and bring them to the death ray
0: probably what
1: well, you mean but including stick-
0: themselves is that what you mean like just like kill everybody or do you mean because they're post human they wouldn't be affected by this well they
1: wouldn't destroy themselves
0: unless it was by accident they can only die through
1: one of the three means if God uh destroys them uh or if there's an accident that's unforeseen or if there's a conspiracy among their peers uh unforeseen other than that they can't die it's impossible for them to die because um with nanotechnology you can restructure anything at the biological level so if there's a problem you just repair it on an ongoing basis
0: well yeah i had this kind of crazy idea that maybe some of these people um you know, had to, had, and I, I'm of the mind that there was a ancient civilization at some point that had tech technology, maybe even closer, even greater than uh, what we have today. And then maybe some of these people are like, you know, hundreds, even maybe thousands of years old. Um, and that's maybe why they have such a sophisticated control over everybody, because their level of consciousness and psych, of understanding human psychology is so great. That they just know how to control. I'm of the mind that, you know, you talk about the Illuminati. I don't know exactly what you mean by that. But I'm of the mind that there's, like, there's that group, you know, whatever you can call it, whatever you want. But there's one guy. There's, like, one or two guys that controls everything. And you have no idea who they are.
2: Mm-hmm. It, could be even,
0: it could even be women. I don't know. But there there's just maybe maybe two. You know, there's one or two that just uh, – uh-huh. and they could be, you know, hundreds or thousands of years old because they – have it could be part of this uh, ancient civilization from you know forever ago, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. That's just that's wild speculation. But you know, sometimes I go there. <laughs> in, the uh, I, in the
1: big picture, I don't think the Illuminati control anything because uh, that has to do with decision making. If you can't make decisions to influence anything, then ultimately you don't have any control because your plan is not what's going on. I believe that celestial beings plan everything, and they just take orders. Right. Uh, they've been placed in the position of control, but they have a limited, a qualified degree of control. And even God limits them Himself. Everything is under, everything is limited. But basically, um, the great majority of Americans are programmed to consume. They're devouring the planet. They don't put anything uh, back, any significant level before they die. And uh, they're just, they're just polluters. And uh, eventually it's either the planet or them. And Illuminati is promoting this view because it's basic common sense. And they're saying, well, this is why we have to get rid of these people. There's some truth in that. That Most people have not realized that that's actually true. Just stretch time out long enough, and you will realize eventually it's either the planet or mankind. You know what I mean? So you have these Illuminati like this uh, Belgian prince. And he's coming out and saying, you know, mankind needs to be exterminated. And uh, there, I'm saying there is some truth in that. It took me a while to realize this.
0: Yeah, I, I, I hear, I hear you. I've, that's interesting. I haven't really given enough thought, but I've, I've heard some people try to argue that. You know, yeah, that they—that's—that's kind of kind of ties into my thing because, like I said, I think there's some people that could be very, maybe not hundreds, maybe like two or three hundred years old. Maybe they got this technology, um, you know, back then somehow, somewhere. Well, Um, but uh, Joel,
1: that's actually what I believe. I didn't say early, but I believe that, yeah, they're like uh, very, very old, but their technology was a lot different. It was a lot more simple. It was integrated with. It was integrated with the mind. Because they had abilities that we don't have. They didn't need all the technology. What the technology is for is to replace these lost abilities that we all had. This is very interesting. Most people haven't thought about this. But almost everything you're doing with a computer is something that we used to be able to do. It's actually crude to use a computer to try to duplicate that. A lot of it has to do with memory. See, but... You could theorize at least at one time, I totally believe this with Adam, that he didn't forget anything. I can't readily prove it. But what I can prove, uh, just because of environmental toxins alone in the devolutionary process, we're progressively forgetting. And you can see this today. I mean, people can't even focus or remember on just basic things. They can't even remember phone numbers. They have to do – you know, their smartphone does it now. They're not remembering. They're not exercising their brain. They're relying on a machine. And the Japanese have done extensive research to prove that overall technology is making us less intelligent, even though I'm a firm believer that it could be used properly to make us more intelligent. It, it is making some people more intelligent. For most people, it's being used as a weapon. Because they want us immersed in porn and trivia and uh, nonsensical gibberish, propaganda, you know. <clears throat> The, the propaganda for the masses is always just nonsensical gibberish. It doesn't even make any sense because um, they don't have to create something that makes sense. They just have to promote it enough and people will believe it. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. They believe I totally it. I agree with that. <laughs>
2: yeah, it doesn't have to have not kind of substance at all.
1: Yeah, it just Total has garbage. to do with promotion, the big sell. You've got to sell it properly because people want to conform and be normal so they can be loved and accepted. Right. That's the fundamental desire of mankind, not searching the truth. All around you every day, these people they're not searching for the truth. Right. You know what I mean? They're not a quest for the truth.
2: Right.
1: But they do want to appear normal and be accepted. <clears throat> so they capitalize on those uh, those base, basic desires. <clears throat> I should be
0: wrapping this up here pretty soon because yeah. I've been talking for a long time. Yeah,
1: it should be. Good cool. shit. Hey,
3: yeah, you guys have a good again.
0: night. Uh, when are you doing this
1: next? you know? I, I, there's not really much planning, although tonight there was. Okay. Because I was talking to Jeff, and I said, What well, do you want to do this? And he set the time, so that was actually was a planned show earlier. All right, well, I'll... Uh... But yeah, do the same with me. Set a time. I told you in a text... I base it around other people's schedules, not mine, because my schedule is real fluid. So other people are going out working stuff like that, and I don't, you know, the different time zones. So it's it's at their convenience, and I just uh, adapt to their schedule. Sounds good. Because I found that that's the easiest way to get something done. It's hard to get people in a talk show room and actually accomplish something. Right. All kinds of crazy stuff. People get attacked by demons. We got story after story after story.
0: Really? So I just try to make it as simple and easy as possible
1: for people to get on there.
0: We should remember to talk about that next time, actually. That's interesting. What, demons? Well, yeah, people getting attacked by – you're talking about your show? Oh, jeez. The backlash is almost Good. unbelievable. Good night, you guys. <laughs> All
1: right, Donaldson. Hey, <laughs> okay. no,
3: you guys take care.
1: All right, yeah. All right. Hey, Donaldson. I think it's already gone. I was going to say, do something for your health and switch to Steel Reserve. <laughs> I've never had it, but
0: <laughs>
1: that stuff's a toxic waste dump, huh?
0: man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I'll I'll catch you next time, uh, Dave. Okay. Awesome. All
1: right, see you. I'll end I end the show from my smartphone out
0: here. All right, see you
2: next time. Take care, guys.